0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down and we sort of do a little review of our last episode with our guest, Edward Collins. Some of our takeaways we got from that as business owners. If you didn't see that one, it's an awesome episode. He's got a lot of great insight to share. So definitely check it out. Uh, we also talk about the development with the Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg fight, whether or not that's really going to happen, all the controversy and different stuff going on there. We talk about a lot of the things going on in the fight world as well, all the different internet beefs that are going on and you know, going on our regular tangents like we always do. As always, make sure you check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com. We have every program you can think of, every strength sport from Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman to bodybuilding, we have general fitness, all that stuff. Uh, Definitely check that out and make sure you click the 7-day free option at checkout. You can do a whole week of any or all of our programs completely free. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah.
1: I I was going through the same thought process years ago and I had a lot of questions about, you know, the the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels, and as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice, they read your blood work, they go to the results with you, and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance. Give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years,
0: and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now, onto the show. The Vicente Luque fight. So you know you're saying? That he was, he hasn't fought, you said like a year and a half?
1: Yeah. I didn't watch his last fight, but apparently his last fight was a pretty rough knockout. So he came back on this fight, fought RDA. It was a very evenly matched fight. Mm-hmm. And they said RDA was fighting like a weight class up from where he normally goes, but he was the smaller of the two opponents. But it was just, it was like a fight that you had, you know, you, you could tell that Luke was going to win by points because he got like nine takedowns. But yeah, just didn't do anything so convincing to like knock him out or.
0: That was one of the more obvious him. fights, though, where uh one guy just being the bigger guy, it, it was pretty clear that it made a difference. Dude, RDA fought well. He did fight well. And you, you know what's actually crazy about uh Vicente Luque? Did you know after that knockout, he was in the hospital I think for like a couple weeks. Really? He had in uh brain bleeding. Whoa. Yeah. So he said, mentioned that a little bit in the sh- in the in the
1: broadcast. I didn't really I know. I saw what him it was
0: about. uh talking in the post fight press conference and they were saying that he Or he was saying sorry that he was in the hospital and everything was fine he's like "Uh, you know obviously it's should to get knocked out but he um the point where it scared him he had to go in for these assessments after a while like well after he was recovering for a bit and the assessment was to see if he'd ever be like legally allowed to fight again yeah because there's certain brain
1: injuries where they they don't let you they said it took him a long time to get cleared by the ufc to get back in
0: yeah it's serious because nobody wants somebody dying in their state. All those commissions are – and it's actually di- a little bit different uh, state to state. Like do you remember Jay? hmm Jay had a, a, an injury from fighting a brain injury and there are several states he can't fight in anymore. Whoa. It's probably
1: smart. It's good for them, man. Like better to protect the fighters long term. Like yeah, they need to make money but at the same
0: time, it's, it's better to switch careers than be dead. Yeah. And for them too, like what a huge liability, right? Yeah. It's if not good like, luck for them. Feel like the one Federation. of the laxer states. Yeah, there's some states like um, Colorado, for example, they allow uh, head stomps and then soccer kicks and like crazy stuff like that. Don't do that. That's brutal. Bad look. That's bad brutal. look.
1: We're gonna go back to the UFC a little bit later, guys. Yeah. But, uh, one of the things we were talking about was something really interesting that our last guest uh, Edward Collins said that. You were a little bit like a like a light bulb moment. Yeah. He
0: was talking about how most business owners don't build profit into their business plan. Um, Can we talk about that? Because I think that what some if you guys didn't
1: check out the last podcast, this was a really, really interesting guest that we had on. His name was Edward Collins. He's a very bright tax attorney, longtime entrepreneur, came from a really interesting start where he just – completely fucked up He just did everything wrong for like yeah 10 years you know racked up <laughs> tons of credit card debt like tried to expand his business in a way that just wasn't didn't make any sense so he learned the really really hard way what not to do in business and i really like that part of the the show i like a lot of the show that we did together but that part in particular was really cool because i'm i'm kind of going through a relearning process of all of the numbers in my business which i never had to do before mm-hmm. and i think it's really cool to be not just an operator you know because everybody wants to call themselves an entrepreneur but i think the last 10 years money's been so cheap so anybody could start a business and mm-hmm. you'll get vcs to back you and like there's a really Crazy example. It's kind of unfolding before our eyes right now, which is WeWork, and that's part of oh, our discussion right. with him. If you guys don't know the WeWork story. Go go look into it. But the Cliff notes are that it was a, you know this really enigmatic founder Adam Newman who started this co-working business and had this crazy philosophy. We're going to change the world and elevate human consciousness. And when they finally got to the point they were going to go public, they had an internal valuation of like forty three billion dollars on a company that was just hemorrhaging cash. Like Mm -hmm. when they started their media tour to go public, start to raise money for their IPO, they opened up their books and they found all these inconsistencies. But I really, really thought, I thought the conversation was good because starting a business is not about posting dumb stuff on the internet, talking about being an entrepreneur and being on social media. Like it's really just about operating a business that makes money. That's the whole point of, uh, you know, you want to elevate human consciousness or whatever. Sure. Sure, Like you better have a good mission or else people aren't going to believe in you. But at the end of the day, if the business doesn't make
0: money, if it's not profitable, what are we talking about? Yeah. then you just bought yourself a job basically. But I I thought it was interesting because obviously that sounds like something that's very obvious. And in hindsight, when you hear somebody say that out loud, you're like, yeah, like, of course. But Mm. I don't think that's something that I've ever actively done. I never like. I always just, whenever I had a good business idea, tried to run with it, and then if it had legs, it made money. And the amount I expected was not expected. It was just like I think we're going to make money, but it was. It was interesting to say it like that to build it in in a structured way. Because you don't think about it. Like my, my business
1: is, it could be a very thin profit margin business. And I have a real estate business. We deal with appraisals. And a lot of what we do, you know, you have to make sure that you understand your numbers and that you understand where you're profitable and then how to pull levers to be more profitable. Some people are really afraid to cut expenses. They're really afraid to cut their expenses to the business. They're really afraid to cut salaries and uh, employees and stuff you know like but when you when you break it down like if you were to actually take and i'm saying you and the grand sense right. not not you directly but People. you know if you yeah if you have a business if you go take your monthly PL and and if you don't know what that is great place to start here mm-hmm. but if you do know what that is you should take that and break it down into every single expense. like you know you I, you know it's crazy a couple months ago my business we were paying for all these different like software things. So I spent the last 90 days going through every single one of them and it's like I saved my company like I don't know eight just in the last 90 days like eighty thousand eighty three thousand dollars a year to the bottom line just by like sitting and putting everything on a spreadsheet and saying, this is what we're making now. This is what we should be making if we were to actually run as we're supposed to, without bullshit stuff being expensed against it. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, "Oh, well, what about the other levers?" You know, it's like if you're a business that has salary inputs or some kind of variable expenses that can be maneuvered. Like we're at a very tight economic time right now. So going back to thinking about a business that could be very profitable, but but might not be performing optimally right now. It's it's a good idea to sit and break it all down on a spreadsheet and be like, all right, here's our top line. This is what we bring in the door every month. Mm-hmm. Here's what we could do to save money based on every one of these little expenses, and then just look through them. Like, can I shop a hundred bucks off here, fifty bucks off there, two hundred bucks off here? Like, do I need to expense all of these meals against the company? It sounds kind of crazy to like put yourself through that, but you know, as a business owner, your job is to make sure that the the business is like its own living, breathing entity.
0: Yeah. But I think it's easy to fall victim to credit card policy if you want to like rewind to your, the infancy of your finance days where ev- when you look at expenses individually, they don't look like much, right? So you're like, ah, oh, whatever. I have a subscription to the New York Times on the business or I have this or I have the, whatever it may be. But you start adding those things together and they make a meaningful difference to your business
1: exactly what you say you go look through your credit card statement you're like what the fuck is this you know you could, you could have signed up for it on a whim like a, a subscription to new york times or you, know, you could think of a million like i have these like random software subscriptions to like things that like grammarly and like these things that i i looked at it and i'm like i know how to spell like i don't you know what like we can do without that and then it, it's it's cool to do that because the exercise is really meaningful in in lean times and i think Mm -hmm. most people are going through leaner times right now because of the economic environment that we're in not just my business but i would say across the board it's that's the environment right Mm -hmm. people might not be as willing to pay for a nutrition subscription with Mm -hmm. you guys or a coaching service or something that that our listeners might be more apt to to sell but If you think about it, like okay, what I'm only gonna save twenty bucks this month? Like, no, you're not gonna save twenty bucks this month. I would tell you to take that line and say, okay, what if I save a hundred twenty bucks here? What if I actually like budget my meals that I uh, expense to the business to this? Like, it's great to think that you can just grow the top line by marketing and throwing money at doing sales and advertising, but you don't like again you and the grand you. You don't realize that you can make so much more money by just going through your expenses every month and just saying like, do we really need this? Or should we maybe be a little bit more strict here for the time being? Or can I pull this lever? Because mm-hmm. you, know, you don't realize like, if your business, let's just say your business does you know, $100,000 a month in gross revenue. And instead of a 30% gross margin every month in terms of profit, so your gross profit goes from 30% to 32% meaningful difference. So that's a very meaningful difference. That's thousands yeah. of
0: dollars a month. That's, you know, it's your bottom line. Mm-hmm. You didn't have before. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, probably most people, myself included, could benefit from even doing that in like my own personal life spending because just you thinking or saying that got me thinking about all the, the random subscriptions I have, like things I haven't used in years, like Adobe, yeah. <laughs> like Photoshop. Like, why do I have that? Or I have I know I know that out of laziness I've created three new um, Apple like subscriptions like yeah. to like the music thing. Oh my god! And, I, <laughs> and every once in a while I'll look through my statements and I'll see it. I get I got charged three times for the same thing. And I'm only using one of them. It's like I need one of those apps. You know you see the ads for them all the time on oh, social dude. media. I have one. I have this one that's called Truebill. Ah, uh, now it's called Rocket Money.
1: They bought it. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so it just takes all of your stuff every month and it'll give you a list of recurring expenses. And like when I first did it, I was like, whoa, holy shit. Like that's Mm -hmm.
0: crazy. What is all this stuff that I'm spending money on? When they bank on you forgetting about it, right? It's like there's one show you like and now all of a sudden you have a subscription to Peacock. And you're like, (laughs) you know, or so many people bought that just to watch the Olympics because it was only on – yeah that's why they do it or whatever it is so it's like then you just have this for like five years dude i I, you know right now like i'm
1: my personal apple tv at home like you gotta have netflix right Mm -hmm. but it's crazy to think that all of these streaming services just created and we talked about this with george i don't know if it was the last episode or the one before it but they created all these streaming services to replace cable But now it's like more
0: expensive. But now you (laughs) got to have,
1: you know. Luckily, Amazon's thing that comes with Prime, everybody has Prime. So Mm. all right, there's 13 bucks out the door for that. 14 bucks out the door for Netflix, and then you have to spend. You know, HBO is now
0: Disney Plus. There's
1: it's just like, and then you want to watch? dude. you got? You want to watch UFC? You got to have the ESPN Plus subscription every year just to buy the pay per views, right? Mm -hmm.
0: So then that's, and then you want to watch boxing, and that's on 50 different. Platforms, Showtime, DAZN, but
1: they're like, you know, okay, maybe you can make a case for it. And a lot of, you know, it's not gonna break my bank. It's not gonna break your bank. But then, to me, it's like a principle thing because then I'll go look at that little Mm -hmm. subscriptions box on Apple, and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Now I've got three streaming services. Like the only reason I have most of them is basically to watch a couple shows, you know. Mm -hmm. And then if you go on Netflix, most of the
0: content's trash. Oh, it's it's actually, I i probably spend close to the same amount of time trying to find something oh, yeah. to watch than i actually do watching do. and i Me eventually too. end up settling usually for something i've seen already you seinfeld all right you get nine i have netflix because it has seinfeld <laughs> yeah. and then like every once in a while
1: i'll watch something new which is kind of funny like i just started watching this uh this kind of like history show called kunk on earth c-u-n-k do you ever watch that What's she's that about? actually hilarious. I was like really skeptical to watch it, but we watched it this weekend and it's this Irish girl and she does this. I don't know how she gets these people on this, this show, but it's a documentary style thing where she goes back through like different periods of earth's history. And it's just absolute historical
0: satire. Like she's telling the real story, but it's just the most insane. Like, oh, so is, under- it, is it like a similar premise to have you seen drunk history? Yeah, kind of like yeah, kind of like yeah. That.
1: but she'll have like the whole time she's interviewing these super highbrow professors from like Stanford and Cambridge and Oxford, and like <laughs> and they're just sitting like you know they're in on it, but they're also just sitting there like, like, the a, like a behind two,
0: two ferns or between two yeah. ferns, bag.
1: yeah, exactly. But she's she's so like level headed about it, it's very convincing.
0: Oh god
1: And then the guy there's like this super old dry like he must be Oxford or Cambridge professor and he's just sitting there he's
0: like well Maybe (laughs) (laughs) just just trying to hide like
1: his true emotions on it.
0: Yeah, those guys even if they're in on it they still have to conduct themselves in a certain way, right? Oh god So they can't just be goof. You know what? If you get some
1: time while you're up there in the barren wilderness of the north, <laughs> go, go check it out. It's actually a good show. We're only two episodes in, but I thought it was pretty good. That's so funny. So anyways, Edward, uh, if you yeah, guys didn't listen yeah. to that last episode we did, he was great. And if you haven't followed his Instagram, like actually solid tax advice, financial advice, not your lawyer, but
0: uh, it was good, right? You liked Yeah, it. it was great. And wh- what I like about what he does we, we said it on the, the previous episode, but for those who didn't see it, he, he comes across in a very non-emotional, uh, non-emotionally charged way. He's just, he'll, he'll do like a lot of review videos about, you know, somebody giving you some hot tip on, you know, you, you should move to Puerto Rico and start a business, you know, and this is why, because it gives you these tax breaks and he'll break it down and he'll say things like, this is actually true. You look, this, there is the tax benefit doing that but there's also a lot of other things you need to think about when you're deciding yeah, whether or not like to upgrade your life and, stuff like yeah that. and he gives a good review and he doesn't trash talk to people you know I, I feel like it's so easy we see it in our industry a ton but it's all industries like negativity gets so much attention so people will do a video of that style but instead of talking about the content specifically they're attacking the person who yeah is giving the content and it's like nine times out of ten i'm sure most people who are trying to give some sort of advice are coming from a good place they think they're saying something that's correct so i think it's a much better way to approach that to just talk about the actual issue at hand instead of being like this person's a dumbass and here, you know, and yeah. Cause there's a lot of them. those
1: guys I'll see and they'll say like, all right, here's the super easy way to buy your first rental property. And it's like, open an LLC, done, get a business line of credit, done. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> you can't just go get a business line of credit for a business that makes no money. Nobody's going to give you money. Right. That's crazy. Unless you've got like the most rock solid proprietary mm-hmm. thing and a business plan, like ain't going to happen. So He does talk about the ones that he thinks are inaccurate, and I like that he Mm -hmm. he does promote the ones that are accurate because you can go through and be like, oh, that's actually – all right, cool. That's not bullshit. Maybe I'll think about that. Just a
0: minute of your time and you get actual good advice.
1: Yeah. And not everybody can be like Elon Musk and start up a business that seems crazy and not worry about it being profitable and then turn into the most valuable man on earth. Mm -hmm. There's only a couple of them. Actually, there's just very few. And luckily, oh, we're going to see who the toughest one of them is. Uh, right. Maybe Jeff Bezos will join in on this upcoming fight. You never know. Although, yeah. to be fair, he's moving to Miami at some Bezos point. is? He bought a house. Oh, nice. He bought a $68 million teardown, I think.
0: Come on. Yeah. So it's a huge property.
1: Oh, it's on Indian You know where Indian Creek is? Yeah. It's where Tom Brady's oh. building his gigano mansion nice david getta bought a house there for like 70 million dollars just now but apparently jeff bezos just bought a house on indian creek which is like if you guys don't know they call it billionaire bunker it's like the most <laughs> one of the most
0: expensive places on earth basically to buy a house but bezos and his girl nice I hey man he's kind of living the dream he's like receding into the background slowly you know wouldn't you do that Why are people shitting on him for this? I see it all the
1: time. Like, it's just, you know, rich billionaire building a boat and has this young...
0: Now he's turned into an Instagram boyfriend. It's
1: like, dog, if I had $100 billion, you would not see me again. It would be... What are you still doing it for? Like, he did it. He did the thing, Mm -hmm. and now he's enjoying the things. Right. That's kind of, like, the goal, I would imagine. You don't want, like, working just for the sake of working... Sorry, guys. Super lame. If you just like, if you're obsessed with, I got to hustle and like, all right, this, you know, maybe David Goggins believes that, mm. bro, if you put a hundred uh, billion got, dollars behind my
0: name. David Goggins got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder there. I know. But, he, he literally runs by himself screaming, they don't know me.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's I mean, <laughs> like, true. Who? If you, if I gave you a hundred billion dollars, I, I mean, I, okay I would probably see you again.
0: I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I bring you over I bring you out of my yacht
1: yeah right like we hang out in the yacht we smoke a cigar there <laughs> do we normally do but I dude you know you got that much money of course you're gonna build one of the world's biggest boats and you're gonna just fuck
0: off and honestly probably building that having that giant boat made for him was probably a pretty interesting and fun part-time gig like you probably had to be super involved and yeah you know it's like you know when you buy a house and then all of a sudden You're Um, excited about every little thing, and you're picking stuff out. It's like, that's it's pretty cool. He's great. And fulfilling, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, but he's not like, you know, people are always talking about these Russian oligarchs, and they've got some sick boats, those dudes. You ever seen their boats? Mm -hmm. Didn't a bunch of them get seized? Oh, almost all of them did. There's like, and they're like super nice, like Mm -hmm. four or five hundred foot, like super yachts 500 feet and like half you can track them like there's this one guy who's like probably the most famous of the group named roman abramovich and he had like the world's biggest craziest yacht and then sold it and then he built another one and there's this yacht he built called solaris and i looked it up the other day because it was in the news this guy owned chelsea football club and then like oh,
0: okay when the whole
1: ukraine thing popped off it's like oh i'm gonna sell it and donate it to charity and i don't think he ever really did but this boat. <laughs> This is his, one of his boats. Oh, wow. And, like, one of them, bro, got impounded and stuck in the Hamburg boatyard. And, like, I was, I was down some, like, Reddit rabbit hole the other night, like, middle of the night, like, found this story. And then it, like, links you, you can track all these boats on this like proprietary, like, not proprietary, was like this open system. Uh huh. And it's just like impounded in a harbor in Hamburg. Can't use it, can't touch it. Like the European Union impounded it and took it from him Damn, yeah, look at him there. He looks pretty frustrated.
0: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he looks pissed. I mean, I'd be, look at that thing. I mean, it's a resort, a floating resort. But I mean, think about it. If you were as rich as this guy, like, why wouldn't you?
1: I'm just, that's my house now. Like, good luck. You have to take a helicopter to come find me. Good luck.
0: Yeah, look and he has a, a little a little boat attached to his boat. Oh,
1: he's got some needs in to the run boat. some errands. He's got boats in the boat. You got a helicopter
0: on the boat. It's a lot of a lot of transportation. Not anymore, obviously. Well, not anymore. Yeah, all yeah, right. But did yeah. all of his boats? You said he had uh, several. Man, I don't know. I know he Elvis had a bigger East? one
1: before it or one that was almost as big before it, but it was like uh, this, you know, that That's... was pretty nice. Yeah, that's it's not a bad looking boat. It's not bad at hanging you imagine? There. Just hanging out. Like I'm in the pool on the boat. It's yeah. a cool little fold out balcony, too. It's pretty sick, right? Like that's a cigar spot if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, it's nice. got little tenders. I've seen a few of these floating around uh, the coast, like in Italy. And I saw one really sick, Bond looking one in Dubai once. It's just called A. Mm-hmm. It's called Motor Yacht A. What What's like special
0: about it? It just looks like a. Type it in, George. Show them this thing. It's really you know the the, the sheer sc- scale of these motor yacht a just the sheer scale of these things are impressive and like really cool to see. But obviously, you know, if you're, it's just like your family on that thing. You're there's probably a thousand rooms you're not using. So, so many rooms. A, one of the boats that I thought was actually really cool was McGregor's the yeah. Lamborghini yacht.
1: I think sick. Because
0: you do something with that. that. You can use 100% of that boat, and it's still insane. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, beautiful. Rad. Look at that bad Is boy. that the Lambo one? Yeah. yeah, and, like, still has cabin room and stuff. Like, you can, you know, you, you could stay and live on that thing if you wanted to. I'm sure it's got a kitchen and all that stuff. But like, when
1: you get to these, like, 500-footers, it's, like, now you got now you just bought a cruise ship that you got to manage. You got to pay, like, I just read that some of those big ones takes, like, 50, 60
0: people to run them. And you have to like, and you, you need to have people working even when you're not on it. So it's a full time job. It's
1: like 10 million a year just to run the thing. Mm -hmm. He looks pumped. He's so happy. I'd be happy too. (laughs) Look at that thing.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Anyways. I assume that's fast too, because it's a Lamborghini. We were talking about super rich dudes like Elon. Oh, that's right. Why we were talking about that. Well, yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) put out this thing saying Elon's not serious. He, uh, you know, I'm. You know, Mark Zuckerberg actually is, trains pretty hard and does jujitsu, right? And he's like actually going in tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna focus on guys who actually take this stuff seriously. Elon Musk's saying now that he needs to have surgery, so he doesn't want to He wants it to be a like an exhibition in the in my backyard. And then Elon responded because they're about to do what's this? This is his tweet for the Tesla FSD test drive in Palo Alto tonight. I will ask the car to drive to, to Zuckerberg's house. <laughs> we'll also test the X live stream video so you can monitor adventure in real time. I didn't get what's the tongue emoji here for? No idea. If we get lucky and Zuck my tongue? tongue actually answers the door, the fight's on. All right. So hold on.
1: Let me just let me just paint a scene for you. Okay. Imagine this was a hundred years ago. We had like the titans of industry, mm-hmm. just duking it out in the papers. Like, imagine you had like <laughs> the G- New York like newspaper, JP Morgan versus I don't know who who is who Rockefeller. Rockefeller right so I'm going to pull up on Rockefeller on Fifth Ave. He does it. if he answers his door, the boxing matches, you know, whatever they did. This that is, is, some this old is timey like a boxing hop beef. <laughs> I can't – I just – I think Elon's just loving the the trolliness because he posted the other day that he had like – which I could see this happening actually. He probably – I don't know if he's serious, but he said that he cleared this fight with the Italian culture minister to have a fight in the Coliseum Coliseum and said, fuck you, Dana. We're going to do it on our own. All the proceeds go to charity. It's like what what would they care about making a little bit of money on a fight? They're so rich they can never even think about using their money.
0: No, and do you see all the memes that came out? Like how mad Dana White must be? Like all those ones where he's like sitting in the restaurant, he's got that <laughs> mad face on. Because he did, he really... Like I feel like Dana White did legitimize the whole thing by kind of making it seem like they would do it under the UFC banner. Well, why would he, Why would Elon do that? Why does he care? He's the biggest troll of all time. Uh, Elon? Yeah, yeah, why would he want to... Why do you think he
1: would do anything Boom. that would i'm sure if he does do
0: yeah i mean but for for dana for a guy who's worth as much money as he is it's hilarious i always say this that he still is like the guy on stage like separating the fighters yeah. from, from hitting each other it's like guy you just love attention so, oh, much, so much so much to, to be doing
1: that and like i think musk probably also loves attention but yeah. is such a troll that he could just buy the UFC if he wanted to, just like <laughs> just just to fuck off with it. Yeah, you know. So this, this, this I think the I UFC mean he's done
0: stuff like that before. Look like what he did with Twitter. Oh,
1: great business deal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this fight's gonna happen, but I think it would be uh, oh class be action funniest lawsuit. Funniest, yeah. Do you hear about this? What, no, what is this? Yeah, this happened over, a couple of days ago.
0: UFC officially involved in class action lawsuit over one point six billion dollars in damages.
1: Damn, better get that insurance
0: policy. By over a ready. thousand fighters. Dude, that's going to be such a risky, scary move as a fighter, even if you're in the right. Because you know, if you lose this, like your career is basically a over. Yeah. Like, go P- uh, PFL. What's it about, George? Um, It's about the contracts, how they, they extend by themselves, like, for years and years. So five fighters are uh-huh. into a contract, and they also have the exclusivity cost. Uh, right, so they can't, so can't fight. They can't fight anywhere else.
1: And basically, the judge granted them the class action categorization, which is hard to get. And uh, in his eighty-page document, he called the UFC's contracts and business practices like overly, like overly cruel.
0: Uh, okay. Those so okay, for those who couldn't hear George off uh, off the mics there. Mm-hmm. So the contracts were deemed by the judge to be overly cruel. So they granted a class action lawsuit and there are a lot of things about it. Like the fact that they're still able to have complete exclusivity over these fighters and call them contractors is pretty wild. Like yeah. you can't fight anywhere else. Cause what are the, what are the tests they do for co- contractor versus employee? You control where they work when and where they work, uh, exclusivity is another one there's a few things like on the list for that test and i feel like they would fail all of them
1: yeah i feel like if you're an independent contractor like you know at least from my experience like
0: you're able to take work from
1: anybody who's willing to pay you for it right or maybe not anybody because like you can't there's probably some limits when it comes to like trade secrets and non-disclosure law and stuff like that but mm-hmm. if you're a fighter like, like i could see that being a legitimate reason
0: yeah, I mean, and, and they have so many ways to the UFC. If they don't want you to fight or make money, yeah, that's... all they have to do in those contracts is offer you a fight. Uh, well, what do they every offer you st- a dog shit fight? Well, that that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Like they, they can be like, "Oh, you want to fight? Well, here's the worst matchup for you ever."
1: Yeah, like here, go fight uh, Khabib he's yeah. coming back from retirement.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it it is pretty weird. I, it's inter- I'd be interested to see how this goes because I feel like the UFC. In terms of all of this fighter pay and like they just haven't taken a loss ever yet.
1: No, they kind of like put a strangle. You know, but it's hard to it's hard for me to get my head around. I don't really understand the fight business very well. Like I do and I don't. We mm-hmm. talked about it a bunch, but they are the only ones that have like legitimized the the sport of mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. I think that the boxing world is just a complete fucking joke. You know, yeah, just based on what i know about it i could be wrong
0: well because people the all the different promotions don't want to risk their best guys so that's why the best guys never fight because if there's two guys from different different companies and you're making all your money off this guy if he loses to some guy from another promotion then it's like well there goes yeah. your cash so like cow. there's
1: there's your trade off right like you have a single promotion for us for MMA that mm-hmm. actually has Good fighters and good competition and a story you can follow and all that stuff. But then you also have this kind of discriminatory employment environment, I guess you could call it. That's very tough for fighters to Mm -hmm. act in their own best interest, which would be know like, oh, I'll take a boxing match against so-and-so. Like, you know, the second highest grossing boxing match of all time was with the UFC as a co-promoter, right? That's
0: right, yeah. With uh, McGregor McGregor and Mayweather. Yeah. Now, I'm really interested to see how well the Francis Ngannou one does with Tyson Fury. Isn't that coming up? When is that? It's a uh, couple months. I mean... It's not far off. I love this for Francis because everybody, myself included, thought he was just blowing it. I thought he was waiting too long. But it's like you never really see... You never know what's going on behind the scenes. October 28th. Damn. Fury. And then he was just...
1: Everybody was talking shit and he was just slowly picking up his... Uh, his contract and putting things together. And he's going to fight the best heavyweight fighter in the world. He got a great contract with PFL too. He's
0: allowed to do the boxing so, fight and be in the PFL. Dude, you,
1: see, you know what? People talked all that shit,
0: but he like, he really came out on top after all of that. Yeah. And Dana White, you know, was trying to like subtly throw shade at him too. Saying, you know, Francis didn't want to fight and he's not that exciting and all this <sighs> stuff. It's dude, like, well, then why did you give, why did you, just, you offer him a really, really big deal? I mean,
1: I think if you were to, have, if they were to have been on good terms, and I don't know, part of it could have just been to clear him out so they kept the John Jones story alive. Cause that would have been a really scary fight for both of those dudes. You right. could have ruined John Jones' legacy against a guy that quite possibly could have beat him.
0: Yeah. I still would have, I think I would have given John Jones the uh, edge in that. But the we'll thing is, know. if Francis touches you in the head, you. Can go up, that's gonna cold. hurt a lot, and he showed
1: that he can wrestle a little bit,
0: yeah. And John Jones had to put on some uh body fat to get up to that weight. And Francis is just a big, mean big man. and ripped,
1: yeah, dude. That is scary. That's a scary fight. So, there's a, always been a part of me that thought that they just banished Nganu because they didn't care about him as much as they cared about their champion
0: fighter, John Jones, because yeah, because Nganu wasn't. A big like a big enough draw really no but he, uh, he but was it, is, but... it was a like that matchup i think would have been a, would have been huge in ganu versus jones because it would be champion versus champion or like ex-champion john's never actually really lost yeah um but it's like you look at some of the storylines and imagine the cyril gone francis and ganu storyline but replace that with it's mcgregor and mcgregor's you know mcgregor in his prime verse one of his ex-training partners and there's footage of them sparring and you know like there's this whole build-up that you can get behind and be like you know one guy saying you got the better of him in training and it's like that's all the perfect storm to have great promotion for the fight and then it was an underwhelming pay-per-view mm. you know so it's like if that was mcgregor Probably be one of the biggest pay per views ever. Do you think he
1: was full of shit this weekend? Do you hear what he said at the at the bare
0: knuckle uh, MMA versus who? No, no, no. He was
1: talking about his plan to fight. He like announced his next
0: three fights. Oh yeah. I don't know how fucking high he was on coke when he was yelling in that ring. Man, you look he dude. He is like almost incoherent a lot of the time now. Like he interrupts his own sentences constantly like you can just you can watch him and see his brain jumping around from thought to thought and he never finishes one before he starts another there's an interview he did at uh the black forge at his bar restaurant and uh, with ariel hawani and you can tell that ariel is understanding like 20 percent of what he's oh, saying. oh yeah he'll like
1: uh, one of the one of the clips i saw of him this weekend at that fight is like starts like Very professional, very, like, Mm -hmm. classic, like, Conor McGregor talking, you know. And then he just fucking turns it up. He goes way to the next level, just screaming Uh, and ranting about, like, you know, it's just, you know, fuck, just nonsense. You can't even understand where he's going with it. But to see his, like, brain go from, like, I'm going to talk normal, I'm going to talk normal. It's like, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to fucking blah, blah, blah. He's just talking about all these fights he's going to do and all these things he's announcing. And it's like, I feel like, Okay, okay, well that's cool do it i was
0: hanging on to that mcgregor hype train for a long time but i feel like he's lost finally actually lost some of the luster that was around him i think that's
1: true until they've
0: put out a fight date i think as soon as they put out a fight date if he wins also yeah if he like if he beats michael chandler Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. Then you know it's back to 100%. For the him, story will just go nuts. You know,
1: everybody counted me out, they thought I was on coke. You know,
0: he, Surprise, he, he motherfucker. Wants, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wants Chandler, then he wants Gaichi for the BMF belt, and then he wants uh Diaz, Diaz for the, the trilogy. trilogy. I mean, I dude, not. that would be amazing for fight fans. Oh, yeah, I don't especially I mean, if he, if he's by some miracle, won those three.
1: I mean, if he by some miracle gets into a ring with Justin Gaethje... I don't think that's a good idea. Me neither. That guy is. Uh,
0: Gaethje's only gotten better.
1: Scary. He just put fucking Dustin Poirier out cold. Yeah, I would. I could. I think it'd be a great fight, him and Nate, because the story's good and they've got so much history together. But
0: yeah, and got- that's one that he could he could win if Nate like decides to stand with him, like he's done a lot in the oh, past. Wow. But Nate also did choke him out in their first fight you know if it goes to the ground in the later rounds he'd be in trouble i think i don't know i i put so uh, you know he came out
1: and was like i'm fighting in december it's like are you really fighting in december are they just waiting to announce this thing
0: he's got to get that usada exemption though that's the whole thing because you know he had to submit it by like sometime in june he missed it I feel like the UFC is not going to let their show pony
1: go that easy. He's their cash cow. No, yeah. you imagine the the buildup that's going on right now, and they probably know that the more publicity he's out there just doing his thing, craziest shit, mm-hmm. high
0: on coke, yelling at <laughs> reporters and stuff, screaming in some random octagon. Like it's changed. That- it's changed his brain though. Like he is a he is a different person now. He doesn't have that like that slick, quick sort of wittiness that no. he had back in the day. He's Drinking man. Drinking cocaine, I'm assuming everybody says cocaine, you know. Who knows? I mean, he's uh, he acts pretty erratic,
1: (laughs) he's always got something. I mean, I guess his alcohol
0: brand's pretty popular, it's gotta be, dude. It's everywhere. He's you you can't go into a liquor store and not see proper 12. He's making money. Look, if there's another McGregor fight, I'm gonna go buy a bottle of proper 12, right? Like, it's it's so easy to have that sales pitch. Like oh, yeah. every person in Ireland probably buys Proper 12 every time McGregor you know, fights. Or...
1: And maybe he's just such a good showman. He's just doing this all to build up hype and make people think that he's lost his mind. You never know.
0: Maybe. It could be, and then he just but surprises it is, everybody. It is funny to see the contrast, right? Like you go to Michael Chandler's Instagram; it's all him training super hard. He's living the the <laughs> lifestyle, like exactly <laughs> yeah. how you should as a fighter. And you go to McGregor's; it's like he's partying. Oh and yeah, he's got a boat. He's wherever kind of, he's on, on like yachts yacht he's, every week. He's at Formula One, dancing around with his shirt open. Do you blame the guy? No. Well, no. No, I don't know if I had that much money if, if I could keep it together. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right, you know. I don't you know. You said it well. When the only thing stopping you from doing literally everything is your own willpower. Right. I and think a lot of people like to tell themselves that they'd be really well behaved and they you know, yeah, they'd be, be like a some chubby rich
1: man that just sits and smokes cigars with their family and their wife. Yeah. It's like but it's like eh. Here's $500 million. Yeah. Go do with it what you will.
0: It's like, oh, wait, I can do all that and I'm crazy. Well, you know, just took the limiter off, dude. You know, Bill Burr's thing? It's this kind of applies, Eve, like to all the crazy shit he's doing. But in Bill Burr's skit, he was talking about how all the, uh, Jowly politicians were like ripping on Arnold Schwarzenegger for mm. like his morally reprehensible behavior He's like, well, yeah, man, you've never had the level of temptation that Arnold has had. It's, it's, he's like, it's easy not to cheat when nobody wants to fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the, I mean the same
1: thing, you know. He's like the least morally reprehensible one though. Like what? Who Arnold? Those, po- those politicians do some
0: sleazy stuff. Yeah. Did you watch that? thing that just came out. I think it was Netflix. Uh, the Uh His New documentary. Arnold, he yeah. did have some scandals there. There was a lot of women that came out and claimed sexual assault and they did a good job at just dancing around. That.
1: Yeah. And the whole like, I don't think they even touched on the whole Maria Shriver thing. Did they? Or no? I don't think so because it's just, honestly, I didn't care about that because you look at the guy now and it's just like him and like his most popular kid is, like, the bastard son, yeah. Joseph Baina. Well, he's like, the one living like in the... Looks like, like And he's, like, lifts,
0: right? Yeah. And he's pretty jacked. He's, like,
1: the one that gets all the publicity, and it's, like... Now it's, like... That's Arnold. the one he
0: had with his maid? Yeah. Crazy. Well, hey, You know,
1: what would you do in his position?
0: Yeah, I mean, there might be a lot more we don't know about right, that, yeah. <laughs> that he's done, too, but... I'd like
1: to think of Arnold as the guy in Pumping Iron, and now as the old man that hangs out with, like... Donkeys and his
0: dogs. Dude, talking and... about cigars. That guy I freaking loves cigars. Oh, the donkeys. Yeah, that when he's walking around his house and he's got he has a uh, a pony and a dog Oh donkey. yeah, dude.
1: They're just in the house with them. He's feeding them like. <laughs> they, like if you're that rich, like I, I, you know what. Like if you can go look at his lifestyle and you go like look, go look at like Michael Jordan these days. Like he's got like one of the sickest private golf clubs on earth. And the guy's so competitive. Apparently, I just saw something like he's got this like <laughs> sick, like multi-million dollar deep sea fishing boat that he's
0: like a com- also a competitive deep sea fisher. Dude just loves to compete. That's like uh Charles Oliveira doing the weird Yeah, bro, horse <laughs>
1: They're just like, all those guys do is want to compete. Like, they're just, you take the limiter off, and
0: some of these guys out there, man, they just want to, like, they want to go throw down. Yeah. Do I, you know what? I used to be like that growing up, like, where I was competitive in anything. It's like, if you challenge me to a game of, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Connect Four. I took that Something shit going seriously, <laughs> you know. But the older I get, the less I care about those things. Yeah, I know. There's some people where just that ne- that f- competitive fire like never See, goes like, out at like. If I
1: handed you 100 million dollars, like I don't know if you'd be out
0: competitively deep sea fishing. You know, <laughs> you might just disappear. I probably I would travel constantly. Oh yeah, that would only that would be my job. Yeah, I'd be
1: like the guy like. Probably start smoking, you know, just like in Italy, just like sit in like a street corner every day. just like talk to people, smoke cigarettes and drink wine and have pasta. That sounds pretty good. Honestly, you know, it's hard. I think the the thing is, it's hard to say like, oh, you know, if I had that much money, I'd cure world hunger.
0: That's like, that's like people who, who like say a Bugatti is a shit car. It's like. You can't really talk about it, yeah. If there's no way in hell you could ever have it, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. If I had hundred million dollars, I wouldn't That's get a Bugatti. Crazy
1: looking. It's so stupid. Yeah. Are you sure? Or... Yeah. It's like, here, you put the money in your bank account. Let's go see what you buy. Yeah.
0: I bet. Regardless of... of what it is, it's like maybe cars aren't your thing or whatever. But everybody's got something they're into. Oh, if yeah. you have endless funds to pursue the things you're interested in, like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna use them.
1: Yeah, like if you're just the guy that sits in your office and works your whole life, I'm like I work so much, look at me.
0: It's yeah, like, well, that's- some, that is a badge of honor for some people, though. Isn't that weird? Just like the amount of time they spend. Yeah. Working. Yeah. Like, like, there's something to be said about taking pride in the fact that you're dedicated and you know all that stuff. But you also have to. to be like, successful, you have to. We, you and right. I both know that, sure. But like, but it's not the only thing in life. Like, what about family and yeah, friends? Like, or... You ever just like gone out with your girl and like
1: had a glass of wine and made fun of everybody in a restaurant together, <laughs> <laughs> like sort of drunk? <laughs> yeah. You know, like this. All right, maybe you don't have to do that, but like,
0: that is fun. There's though.
1: more to life than just like the grind.
0: Yeah, but it's so hyped up in our culture now every entrepreneurship page is about that even the one that we always joke Fuck, about yeah. this the one that spoofs those entrepreneur it actually nails it though because there's some of those i'll watch and i'm like like i won't realize it's the spoof page yet and i'm th- i think it's actually <laughs> and then they'll they'll, they'll say something that makes Good it obvious yeah. but for the first little bit you're like is this just an influencer trying right. to be serious some people are so serious about it though. Some people
1: online and I don't know if it's just like an internet thing because it's probably not the reality. But I I think that, you know, past a certain amount of work and income like you're not going to be much happier. No. I they've, they've studied that, right? It's like yeah, it's shockingly not a high number. It's like 80 yeah. grand or 70 grand Something, a year, right? Like your marginal happiness every year. Like I actually I was watching edwards edward collins's uh, instagram the other day and Uh he was just he's on like some vacation with his wife and he's like you know they say money doesn't buy happiness but what does buy you is choices Mm -hmm. i think that is a great way to look at it it's like yeah you're not gonna just get a bunch of money and suddenly be happy because you just no you're just gonna look at a thing and you're like okay look there's more numbers there than there was before so it can certainly give you choices, and those mm. choices, like if you choose the right thing, like you could be happier as a result of that because maybe you don't have as much stress or like
0: – Well, this opens the door to so many potential experiences, which are really cool, you know?
1: Yeah. And that was another thing I saw him post, which I thought was cool, and he was just saying like – this might sound like cliche and dumb, but it's like collect memories, not things. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I think I was guilty of that at some point, like wanting a bunch of things like, you know, like you know, I bought them and I was like, oh, this is I don't really like any of this. This is, you know, well, you're, you're, you're like point.
0: stoked on it for a few days, but then eventually it just so like, becomes oh, another right, thing. Right, yeah. I have it. Now it's like, all right. Yeah. Move on with our lives. like For sure. And it, it it's dangerous for people, too, because. If you keep chasing that high of like when you get something and you are really pumped about it for five days and then you're not anymore, you're like, okay, what's the next thing to make me pumped?
1: Yeah, right. Because like, there's only so many cars you could buy and watches and things like that. And then if you keep looking up, man, it starts to get real steep
0: very quickly. Oh yeah, not good. You can what you can spend. What what's what's uh, the billionaire billionaire watch that Floyd Mayweather has? That was like
1: like ten or twenty million dollars. That guy, the same watchmaker, just made like a $20 million version of it. It's Jacob & Co, right? Yeah. They made like an all... The whole thing is yellow diamonds. I mean... It's like $20 million to buy it. I saw like Rick Ross like wearing it, and
0: I don't know. He bought it, but... It's too much. It's like $20 million on a watch made of diamonds? Like, dog, you're getting your hand chopped off somewhere. Also, I'm not one of those guys who's like, if you make a ton of money, you have to have enormous charitable contributions, but... You could buy the $19 million watch and then <laughs> give away a million. Right. right? Like, like to have that just on your wrist and then think about the contrast to like people struggling to put food on their table. It is a ridiculous wealth. Disparity. I think that's like – I like watches too. Mm-hmm. And there's some
1: watches I would like You know, if funds weren't an issue in buying them. But I think there's a certain point where you just have to think like this is like – an asshole move,
0: right? Yeah, at some point it's just too much. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if you could buy a three hundred or a five hundred million dollar car, it's like too much. It's too much. It's marginally better than the car that costs four hundred thousand dollars. It's like that's a big difference in and that price. Four hundred
1: thousand dollar car is probably oh, sick.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, super sick. You know, I mean, that ballpark is like. Rolls Royce, yeah, any sort of Lambo, I gotta Ferrari,
1: Rolls Royce, nice, a little overrated.
0: Agreed, in a little, little bit. bit. The only the the time where I could see actually like using it for what it's intended for and like getting the full enjoyment out of it is if you are a person who has a driver. That's what that oh, car yeah. is for, right? But like, if you're just driving a Rolls Royce yourself, it's like you're in this giant, heavy, slow car oh, that's yeah. like furnished better than your house it's and like, you know
1: it still has the same car play thing that my car has <laughs> your yeah, car right. it's like the <laughs> things around it are a little bit shinier it has, a, it has a refrigerator you can get that in a normal car <laughs>
0: that's true you spend a hundred thousand bucks and get a little fridge that's true or uh you know what are actually pretty cool in that same court same kind of category are the um maybox
1: oh yeah but that's just the mercedes now
0: yeah yeah. yeah, it's just like they're. It's great, but also share. Share. you probably need a driver for that. There's a guy in my building named Deuce. Deuce, shout out to Deuce. Like share, like Deuce. Yeah, well, I don't Long know. One word. He, I assume he has a last name, but I've I know. never, I never, never asked know. him it. But he has several Maybox, and they're all sitting there in the, um, the the parking lot, and he He's has in your building. Yeah, he has a a business. Oh, he rents them out. He rents them out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So they're not just his cars. No, I mean he drives them also. Oh sure. Like the the ones that aren't. Like I see him driving them around all That's the time. A cool business. Like, but at least it's a business. If you were super into cars and you're like, how do I make it so I can just like drive all the cars I want, but not lose an enormous amount of money? It's a pretty good way to do it. Oh yeah. There's
1: a there's a company down here I I've known of that all they do is like those
0: cars. There's tons of them, but like. It's great business because then, like you know, you take your car out; they make tons of money. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a day to rent one of those. You know, like a supercar. Yeah. Just gotta hope people don't crash it and fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, they must have some sort of insurance policy. Yeah, I think so. That's like specifically for guys that have fleets of cars like that. Yeah, I mean, they're probably covered, but still. Do you remember that one we went into? I think it was called. Actually, I don't want to give them a shout out because they were supposed to do something for me and they never did. But that place beside uh, Morgan's restaurant. Oh yeah. And we saw them out there. Uh-huh. They had the not a flamethrower and they were blasting. Oh yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually had a pretty cool lineup of cars, or do if they're still there. I don't know if they're still in business. Mm-hmm. But remember, I I wanted them to um make me uh redo all the seats in the the first G wagon and. Oh, yeah. I was just like hounding this guy forever, and he kept being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get, I'll get to he it." He didn't give a shit about you. No. Damn. Well, like, he, he must was have been the, booming. He was the one who offered to do it for me because I saw one of the cars, and I was like, "Oh, I want to do something like that." And he was like, "Oh, I, I can hook you up." And I was like, "Oh, sick!" And then not for free. I was going to pay him. Sure. You know, but he,
1: he didn't even take your business. No. Wow, must must have been good for him.
0: You know, business must have been booming. Yeah, I hope so. Well, Turned down something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know the guys beside us over at uh, the warehouse, too, yeah. that were there that did, like, the wraps mm-hmm. and all that stuff? They got bought by Brabus, and now they exclusively work out, oh of, my God. out of Brabus. Jesus. Yeah, they were, like, only in business for a year, too. They killed it. Damn. All right.
1: Ugh. Upcoming UFC card, folks. We yeah. Have, you
0: know, we got to do this every time there's so many now i feel like we talk about ufc so I much know. but it's like they don't they just can't quit cranking out great fights so this is actually a good card i thought ian gary got injured and he wasn't gonna I fight no but idea. it doesn't say canceled honestly
1: there. these none of these fighters except sean o'malley and Aljamain sterling i like follow very closely so oh cheeto you do yeah i mean i watch him fight i just don't like you know it's crazy like the, the lower weight categories 135 145 like I don't know what's going on. I I mean the only I only know about featherweight because Volk and his mm-hmm. opponents like he's got some great opponents like Rodriguez and so that's mm-hmm. like the extent I know down there because it's like they're kind of like hidden at the bottom of the of the of the
0: business you know you yeah. don't really see them as much. It's kind of the same as powerlifting too, because yeah. I think it's it's relative. Like in powerlifting, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's e- it's equally as impressive when you like look at the. Data of it, like mm. a really, really light person lifting something that is very heavy for them. But when someone's so mm. light that just like you're just like what a two hundred pound guy who like kind of trains hard can also do that. Yeah. Then it's like it sort of takes away I'm from that Bias. We've, but we've talked we've about talked about, about before. this before. I, it's I not to throw shade, shade at... on those yeah, those light guys. It's because it throw is throw important. That. But it's just like when you want to go spectate and you want to be blown away. I want to see the gorillas. I want to see the ab- absolute strength or the. I want to see someone get their friggin' head knocked off. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's just in human nature.
1: You know, this is... I don't know if I'll watch this, but I'll probably watch Uh, the highlights. I
0: think... So, for my calls here, I think um, Al Jermaine Sterling is going to very easily beat Sean O'Malley. What's the
1: hate this guy gets? Because I I don't know about it. I just know about it because I saw online that people think he gets a lot of hate. What's his... Uh,
0: Aljo, he... I think most of it came from the fact that um, he was in that first fight with Peter Jan. Mm-hmm. He was he was going to lose. It seemed like it was going that way. And then he won because Peter Jan got disqualified for kneeing him in the head while he was on the ground. So he literally woke up from being knocked out and then was given a UFC belt. Was that his fault though? Not at all. And it... Uh, but he did go on social media after and like make a big deal like – because people were hating on him oh. like, oh, what a shitty way to win the belt. And then he went on and was like, you know, F all the haters and blah, blah, blah. It's like I won this belt fair and square, which he did. But I feel like in those situations, it's just better not say anything. Yeah, first, yeah Gracious and just, victory. And just – and you could have just been like, look, man, it wasn't my decision. If I had a choice of how I wanted to win the belt, it wouldn't be this way. You know, hopefully we run it back side because of it. Yeah. But I feel like it's changing a little bit for him because I felt like he came back and when he fought Peter Jan the second time, just looked like a different guy. Absolutely dominated him. Yeah. And Peter Jan's said I'm going to so. let you
1: call this card, man. I don't know what's All going right. on here. I got
0: Aljo. I got Wele for the women's fight there. I think that's not going to be too tough for her. Um, I like Ian Gary for sure, and Neil Magny's coming. In. He's good too, but he he's coming in on short notice. So I got Ian Gary. Got to go with Cheeto just because I love Cheeto. He's he cut, he's he's fighter. hard to and he's hard to hate. You know, oh, yeah. if he's you have ever watched any of his you know interviews, yeah, he's like cool. Food truck diaries with Shaw or any of that stuff like he comes across pretty cool. And then I saw if you scroll down just a little bit, um that was the fight that was cancelled so it was Jeff Neal oh, that got he was injured supposed to fight him. Okay. And, and then McCurdy Cody Garbrandt was supposed to fight too I wonder yeah. what happened there I didn't see that but is there anyone good on the prelims or anyone notable every once in a while they shock you and they put someone oh, in, oh yeah Chris Weidman
1: wow that's that'll be what cool I was saying.
0: Yeah. see if his leg holds up I feel like nobody who has had that injury has ever come back to be anywhere yeah. near as close whether it was him we'll Silva we'll see with McGregor see with McGregor he he could be the one to uh, change uh, the tides there a little bit, hopefully. All right. Well, maybe your uh, maybe your predictions will come true. Yeah. Hey, the last card I went five for five. You did good. And then I completely canceled that out by um, saying that Sean Strickland and Adesanya weren't gonna fight. Uh, that edit that George did was so it's good. So
1: great. That is gonna be the all time greatest press conference.
0: Oh my God. And then he's uncancelable, Sean Strickland, but at the same time, like he's literally he is literally saying things like we need to take away women's right (laughs) right to vote, we need to take them out of the workforce, you know. What if he wins? If he wins, I actually think he might be the best champion the UFC's ever had. Just the best, like that's the best self promoter of all time.
1: Yeah, and he's best shit talker of all time, and he's actually got a great record. That's he's really good.
0: The only and people's biggest complaint with him was that he 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 fights to like he fights safely to win a lot of. I do like that the shoulder roll thing; it looks cool. But yeah, he's not that exciting for like such a crazy guy. You'd think he'd go out there and be like a Justin Gaethje, but then he he fights smart and he fights. He's got great. Like
1: fight IQ in the fight,
0: he does. But then the last fight that he did, right? He's got two wins against guys now. His last two wins are both against guys whose last name ends in ov, which is you know. Who were his last two fights? Uh, Magomedov and uh-huh. I'm Okay, two no mustache Russians. Scary, you know. We you know, you know we talked but, about
1: this and terrifying. He got
0: the finish on uh, a TKO on. Uh, mega meadows so you know they he kind of i think that was like I the first fight. time in good. recent history where he showed that he could be super entertaining not yeah. just on the mic but also in in the ring or in the cage i'm
1: rooting for him i don't think he's gonna win because i learned my lesson yeah. betting against israel adesanya but you know what man i don't, I don't
0: know i don't know if, no, it, if it's a wrestling you know. match of
1: course you know of course you know we talked about this we know this this is out there Look at this. What we thought that he, I, I thought that he was gonna lose against uh, uh, Pereira the second time. Oh, that's right, dude. I'm not, I'm not betting against him. No way, not a chance. That's that's dumb.
0: I'll, I'll take that bet with you.
1: I, listen, for, for entertainment's sake, I hope you're right. I just, yeah, listen, he, I'm a believer.
0: Yeah, you know what? Whoever wins, though, probably will fight Cannonier, and that either one of those two guys fighting him is gonna be entertaining as well. He's convinced
1: that one of these, the guy, uh, who's the guy that fought this weekend? Uh, um, uh, Vicente Luque? No, uh, black dude that he like, it was like ranting and raving on, uh, Khalil Roundtree. He was like ranting and raving on fucking, uh, Joe Rogan that Khalil Roundtree's in some cult he was like posting and commenting on all this shit saying free him from the cult
0: i still have to go and uh watch that episode because i've seen the (laughs) clips
1: i've
0: seen some of the like joe
1: navigated the landmines uh very
0: well yeah 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 i saw him when you like i think we talked about this on a previous podcast but when he was trying to like bring up that dog video with izzy about joe was just like like, he wanted jamie to pull it up like sean strickland kept being like jamie you can find it just type just, Israel Adesanya dog, and he just kept changing the subject. No, he didn't he want did a really do good job
1: there. of like smoothing that over.
0: Yeah. I mean, he I guess he has some responsibility as a uh, – Yeah. As he works a, for the UFC like big time. So And it's the biggest platform basically in the world, his yeah. podcast. Oh Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, well done, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably not going to watch too
1: much of this weekend's fight, but uh, we'll recap next episode.
0: Yeah. What about uh, the boxing fight that happened this weekend? That was pretty interesting. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Uh, what's his name? I don't understand AJ.
1: anything about the world of boxing, makes no sense to me.
0: I don't, you know, I. Yeah, he fought this weekend, got the finish, and then McGregor ran into the ring. And he's, he said something about who he wanted to fight somebody in bare knuckle.
1: You want to fight KSI? Of a YouTube oh, dude yeah,
0: KSI in bare, bare knuckle. knuckle.
1: Listen, buddy, what? why don't you go fight? Finish your contract first.
0: I mean, if you, if you were to ask me who I'd rather fight out of any of the people he's called out, I would fight KSI.
1: For sure. Well, it'd be a huge payday, but come on, dude. Yeah. You had get, get a whole story arc.
0: Well, no, and the thing is, too, with McGregor, he's still under contract with the UFC, so you can't really do that stuff anyway. Like you were saying, the UFC co-promoted... Uh, yeah,
1: really? they co-promoted his McGregor fight. Oh, they're, my God. Uh, Speaking of Mayweather.
0: this, Dylan Dennis, have you seen him trolling Logan Paul online? Go no. to his uh, Instagram. No. It's it's brutal. He's, I don't know if that's a real photo, if it's a good Photoshop job, but there's... uh uh In his story, George... It's a picture, and it looks like him. Yeah, like, oh no, it's it's ama- the first post Whoa. there. That's Logan Paul's fiance. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's Logan Paul's fiance. They just got engaged, so I don't know if that's wait. A- why is he grabbing her ass? I don't know, but like, he posted and just goes good times, <laughs> and they're they're uh, gonna fight on the KSI card. Oh yes, uh, yeah, oh, da- so so Dennis. And Logan- so, so he's trolling him. Why is Logan the f- Paul
1: boxing? Like, that guy is not a very good boxer.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, like he's good for a guy who's not a boxer, you know what I mean?
1: sure, but. Like he
0: doesn't look stupid, but,
1: you know. I don't know, I saw the highlights of him fighting Mayweather, and it's just
0: like. I was at that fight. Come on. I went with John. Yeah, that was. uh, Come on. That was something. Come on, that was lame. That's a good picture of him
1: though, with the the emo cut. Is that real? (laughs) I think it is. Wow, really? Can you
0: pull that up? Uh, Logan Paul. Oh this is another one he posted about his girlfriend too this is brutal put the volume up on this but start it over cuz this is him talking about him his girlfriend being respectful and then it's him with her with all the celebrities that oh, she's dated he
1: <laughs> get him with the Larry David music <laughs>
0: Dude, and there's a lot. There's a lot oh, of them.
1: Oh, no. It's Leo. It's fucking LeBron. That's the... Who's that?
0: I don't even know. But it's too many people. It's oh, uncomfortable.
1: Oh, no. Oh, who's that? That guy looks like a model. Oh, that's not good. That's on South Beach. Right? This is brutal. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Wow. He's oh pretty ruthless God. man. No this wonder these guys, like, fighters hate him. Wow, but it's look at the comments not inaccurate. Logan Paul fans pretend to inhale when they smoke <laughs> weed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn she got hit with that Leo
0: Dylan ruining the marriage before it even started. you know uh, oh. it, the, that girl that Logan Paul's engaged to is like a super famous uh, supermodel. Like, go to her page? Did he tag her? Wait, wait, what's
1: the last video? There's another one of him looking real, like, boyish and stuff. Can you go back? Though at bottom left. Oh,
0: yeah. What's that one? Logan Paul after this week. It's oh, I guess that fight's turn. coming up.
1: Oh! <laughs> 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 When ironic when your ex has banged half the NBA roster. Oh, my God. Jesus. That's God. not see, good. Is there any more
0: good stuff in his story? Oh, that's so bad. Is, is that McGregor talking about him, too? Let's check that one out after. He's hyping him up. Andrew I don't know Tate. what this was. He's trying to start some beef with Andrew Tate. Oh. Coming soon. Okay. The <laughs> Dylan Danish redemption arc, but he's not a good boxer. Oh my god! Will uh. <laughs> Paul tend to take legal action? <laughs> oh no, wow. man. That's I know anything goes in fight sports, but what about when these guys are not really fighters? Like you're just going after a YouTube personalities. What's Logan
1: Paul talking shit? Like that to? started
0: a fight. Why do you have all these pictures of these guys? I mean, why did you have oh, to do that in public? Yeah, bro. This he's I mean, gonna be great for his fight. I do really want to know if uh, that photo is real though, because look, he's wearing the same shirt in that photo that he's wearing in his display picture, and I don't know if that's a good Photoshop. Just it looks real, <laughs> right? Oh man. Oh my god! What? A... Oh. I'm here for it. Yeah, I think Logan Paul's a dork. He's kind of dorky. He's
1: a dork, dude. He paraded himself through a Japanese forest, <laughs> with a bunch of dead people and stuff.
0: People forgot about that. The fact that he came back and it's crazy that he he did that and then was just allowed back on YouTube. And then guys like Steve will I do it.
1: Just think, yeah, I think he's just a dork though. Like, is I... Steve
0: will do it not allowed on YouTube basically because he likes Trump a lot? I don't know. He's impressively
1: skinny, though. I've seen him training at elevation.
0: Who? Steve
1: will do it. Skinny?
0: Yeah. I heard he's pretty like pretty strong, like for a.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know if he's not regular guy. He's like he's thin dude.
0: Is he? Yeah, he lives here in Brickell. Oh, wait. I
1: know where that is. Is that in Miami? No.
0: Oh no no. Yeah, it's like Como. Oh. Damn, bro! He was in all black when he proposed. Are you supposed to do that if it's your second wedding? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're not supposed to wear white. But like, why did he
1: videotape the whole thing? He had like a
0: film crew. Because everything is content for these guys. I these guys don't go that's to the bathroom without a, without a camera on them. Am I wrong? You'd think. Well, actually no. I mean, a lot of people do. Um, oh, no, that's true. Uh, you know what? I, engagement I'm, I'm, if I'm wrong.
1: That's true. I see that all the time. I just think he's a dork. Damn. Yeah. No, I just can't get the the picture of her like kissing up on Leo. She traded down. and yeah. like Leo throws out all of his girls after they're like 30, so Yeah, 30 is no old for he, him. He's yeah. got a he's got a ceiling. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. That's the average. <laughs> I love I, I love that he's so famous that he has an average age of women that he drinks.
0: <laughs> Do you say drinks?
1: Uh sorry, dates. <laughs>
0: maybe <laughs> something else <laughs> look the, I mean his Logan Paul's trolls by comparison are pretty weak though dude UFC
1: guys are they're like pros at this I know well, he, savages
0: Dylan Dennis has got to be the most well-known guy who doesn't fight that much like he has two yeah. he's he's two and zero in Bellator and he's made a name for hasn't himself. fought in years That's great I mean, yeah, he's – I mean, if you can make the same amount of money or more and not actually have to fight. Sounds great. Just pretend like you're going to a lot. Yeah, dude. So fighting in the <laughs> UFC sounds like it hurts. It's
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of pain. looks, looks like it hurts. Unless yeah. you're like one of five guys who doesn't get hit. Yeah. Or Floyd Mayweather who like never got hit.
0: Yeah. But even those guys, man, they spend enough time in the ring. Like they don't get hit a lot. But, I mean, he's got 50 fights. Looks like he's doing great. I don't think I've – Fifty. Let's say he got hit twice every fight. I don't think I've been punched in the head that many times in my whole life. I mean, but of all the <laughs> fighters, just saying, looks like he's doing great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still he's sharp. He doesn't have any like signs of CD or anything like that. Yeah. He's not uh, doing the, the Nate Diaz. I wonder. I with him, you know, because there's always rumors about him being broke, but then he's always. I really doubt that. Make it. Like, it seems like really? He really doubt it.
1: I mean. I think people want him to be broke just because they don't like that he has money and flaunts it. But yeah, I don't think he's an idiot either. Yeah, I but mean, he fucking knows.
0: He's also fighting like every weekend. Yeah, he's definitely just making money. Random to tomato, tomato matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this guy. Before before you wrap up, isn't he hateable looking? Doesn't he look hateable to you? It's he. He is the archetype of the social media influencer. You know he's
1: the, too happy. He's yeah, too yeah. like he makes it. Have you ever met somebody that acts like that in real life?
0: Yes. Who? Several. Name one. I don't want to say it because oh, they might put hear. Put the mic away. Hold on. I'll tell you off air. Come on. <laughs> I right, just you whisper it. Okay. You, got to... you got to... All right. All right. You got to. Uh... And you know my thoughts. Right. I also went to a high school with a guy that was was like that as well. Have
1: you ever been around somebody that's just just like too bubbly and happy and like too good?
0: Yeah, you're it's like, like, you're so squeaky clean. I'm not even sure if you used the I want to hand the guy
1: a bat and be like, go beat that guy up, dude.
0: <laughs> Just got to beat up that homeless dude. You got to do something. <laughs> yeah, you got to do please. something off color, everyone. you know? I guess um, that says a lot about my friends. <laughs> but him, So tell me what you think about this. Because I was right. watching um, a clip. It was like a, a longer clip, a few minutes. He got into like a whole beef and started arguing with his brother on the Impulsive podcast. And it was over the fact they have an energy drink sponsor right for the event they had a bunch of sponsors who who, who uh jake jake paul's event in the last fight against diaz and they specifically said logan paul wasn't allowed to bring prime into the event because all he does is he brings a prime bottle everywhere and you know he's advertising it and these guys are like well if we're paying you all this money we don't want some guy in there flashing around his prime bottle right and he got super pissed at Jake saying like uh oh, we're brothers and you shouldn't you know be you, you shouldn't be trying to you know I'm trying to build this billion dollar brand and you know you should want to help me doing that but i was like wait 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 nobody is allowed to bring in any sort of outside food yeah. or drinks to an event like this so you're not just asking it's not like he said you you couldn't wear a hat or something it's like you can't or maybe they did i don't know if that was the case or not but it's like one nobody's allowed to bring that anything in from outside you can't you know they make you throw your water bottle if you try to walk through the front door of a you know any so it's event, right it's and
1: then entitled.
0: also you're definitely a different category of person because you know you're probably not coming in through the front you're coming in the back with your brother they know that you're going to be on screen all the time You they know that you could use this as a platform to promote a competitor who's paid a ton of money to be oh, the, yeah. the the drink that is the sports drink or whatever so uh, celsius i think is the one that you know if they well, just celsius just, was paying the the, the yeah, promotion you, you which is have...
1: you like millions of dollars to have the Fuck you, Prime. Mm-hmm. They're not paying nothing. And I've read from Jake, like Jake Paul's point of view, at least stuff I've seen him put out. That like he's tried to like go into business with his brother and do stuff with him over the years. And he said absolutely not. Like he wants to be his own person, do his own thing, business wise. And it's like, how entitled do you have to be? Like, yeah, your little brother's about to get the bag over there and make a ton of money. People can hate on Jake Paul all they want, but like, at least, at the very least, he's doing something good for the fighting community. Oh, he brought boxing back to life. Yeah, man. Like he's he's he kind of reinvigorated it in some way. But mm-hmm. I mean, dude, if if he has his own sponsor, like fuck off with your garbage. And I have a philosophical problem with that stupid sports drink because it's fucking trash. That uh, stuff is the most. It's it's in Costco and everywhere you look. Yeah, you read the ingredients it. on it.
0: Yeah, it's we've done it on here. It's garbage. Yeah, uh Derek from more more plates, more dates. He did a whole breakdown. What he of- said. Basically, that they under the blanket term of electrolytes say that they have way more electrolytes than their competitors, but really it's just loaded with a few like common ones that don't make the drink taste bad. The reason why most drinks have to limit the amount they have is because if you had the all of the ones in huge amounts that are that actually do something for you, the drink would just taste like here, ocean water.
1: I'm not going to say their name yet, because I hope to get them as a sponsor on this show. But I use an electrolyte supplement that actually works, and it actually kind of tastes a little bit like salt water, but it gets uh-huh. you hydrated. I swear to God, I said over the years, as I was at my strongest, that this stuff, this specific supplement, yeah, it has 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 500 megs of potassium, iodine, chloride, magnesium. all sorts of magnesium, all sorts of just kick-ass electrolytes. Mm. That shit has nothing. It sugar know, and it has like a, a little trace amount compared right. to what you really need to get hydrated.
0: And um, I do like on the energy drink side, I do like their – whatever the blue flavor is of their energy drink. I, I don't mind that. Right. I have had that from Target a couple times. Sure. But that's kind of a different – It's not a hydration candle. drink. Right. It's, it's
1: not going to get – you know what's going to get you hydrated? You kick that shit to the curb. You drink <laughs> that Gatorade in the background of old boys' video. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be more hydrated, or if you go literally, just dump some salt in your
0: water, or get one of these good electrolyte supplements that are out there. Mm-hmm. Anything is better than that. It's. It, I think that Logan Paul and KSI are not even um, like they have a really small stake in it, and they're basically yeah, being good, paid to. They're great to advertisers. It. Yeah, they are. It's crazy that they're, they're, the, they're the drink of the UFC. Bayern, sports are that's a crazy. Sponsor, yeah. uh, FC Bayern, that's insane. Yeah, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. I mean, it's taking off. It's growing super oh, yeah. fast. It's garbage. But... <laughs> there you go. As I sit by. Marcus is name not friend. a fan. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to chat about? I feel like that's a pretty decent, decent thing spot right to here. wrap up. This thing we're doing? It's, done. Done. it's over. <laughs> See you guys next All time. All right. Thanks for listening.